All right. Well, let's pray before we go to the Word. Heavenly Father, as we come together on Back to School Sunday, Lord, I really am believing that this will be an excellent year. Lord, that this will be a year of unprecedented favor, unprecedented blessing. Lord, that there will be protection from you, that you'll guard us, keep us, watch over us, and that this year will be a year where we saw things turn around. That if people in this room have had problems with, with, with whatever problems they've had with education before, they're not going to have them this year. They're not going to have them going forward. This will be a year of turnaround. And I thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, and everybody said? Amen. Say it again. Say amen. amen. Well, we have, uh, you know, the church has grown so much, and there's always, you know, it's always great to hear when God blesses people. When God touches people, when God reaches people, when he, when he, you know, take, when he takes somebody from whatever condition they're in and turns their life around. I don't know about you guys, but I love hearing testimonies. The Bible tells us in Revelation that we overcome him, the devil, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Our testimony matters. You know, it matters to serve God. When you serve God, there, there is blessing and protection attached to serving God. You know, when you, when you, when you make a, a dedication in Joshua, right there in the, in the first chapter of Joshua, and actually in several places, but, but there's a one place particular where Joshua made a declaration. He, he told the Israelite people, he said, I don't care what you do, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Well, what happened in Joshua? Joshua was a blessed, blessed, had a blessed household. Why? Because he served God. He had protection. They, they, his family was guarded. He was one of the few that orig, of the original Israelites that got to go into the promised land. Why did that happen? Why was there blessing and favor on Joshua's life? Because he served God. So, you know, I, I've heard testimony after testimony, some of which I shared the last couple weeks you know, people that have gotten new jobs, people that have, have, have lost things that were valuable to them and they found them, people that, that needed God to, to touch their bodies and they received healing. I mean, story after story, but I want to share testimony to start off the service today from Brother Simon. Brother Simon, raise your hand so everybody knows you're a real person. He's here today, the holiday family. And, and uh, you know, I, I, this isn't just like Google images I found online. I'm going to tell you a real story that he shared with us a few weeks ago. And, and he gave me permission to share this on behalf of him today. But he came to us and said that, that a while back he was driving. It was a rainy day. Did, who, who else was like kind of shocked by the rain on Friday? Like that just came out of nowhere. Like it, 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 from the way he described it, it was like that. I was sitting out on the back porch uh, with my dog. Uh, we were trying to clean up the yard. I was waiting on the rain to pass this past Friday. And that thunder hit. Man, the whole house shook. I thought it was thunder and another Elgin earthquake all at the same time. I didn't know. I didn't know. And so um, it, it had to be rain like that. I don't know. I wasn't there. But he told me he was driving his car and that it was raining really, really bad. And that as he was going down the road, somehow or another, another car hits him, puts him in a tailspin. As he's tailspinning, how, I'm not sure how, but somehow his door flings open. So his door is open, he's spinning around in the middle of a two-lane highway, 
And as he's spinning around, a Tesla hits him on the other side, coming the other way, and, and totals his car, knocks him off the side of the road. We've got pictures of it. Can you put up the picture of the car? The red car. The, that, that's his car. That's the car. All right, another angle. You see the door open there. Then the, the, the tire off, everything. Then the next, next picture is the other car. All right, that's the other vehicle, uh, one of the vehicles that was involved in the accident. Watch this video. Watch this. Play the next one. It's the video. Here's the video. Driving. This is the Tesla. You see him coming across the highway. You can't, there he is spinning. You see the door open. The Tesla hits him. Stand up, sir. Stand up and let everybody see you. Healthy, whole, saved, protected. He said he was a little sore, had a few bumps and bruises. Listen, his mercy endures forever, he said. This is a blessing for serving God. This is what happens when you serve God, you are protected, you are guarded. You, you, you put yourself in a position of blessing and protection. And I tell you, I know why. I, I, I haven't known him that long, but I know him well enough to know the man loves the Lord. And it's not just talk. Because talk is cheap, but that he actually serves God. He actually loves God. There's, there's, there's spirituality in him, in his household, in his kids, in his family. They, lo- they love the Lord, and they serve him with all their might. I'm sure they're not perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's about making a decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I wanted to start with that. Yeah, give God some praise. I wanted to start with that today because I believe that in order for us, you know, I could just sit here today and de- declare and decree the, the type of year I'm believing for you to have, whether you're in school or not. There's some of you here today, maybe you're not in school, you're just here to help support us today and pray for those who are going back to school. Well, you could still have a good year too. But for many of us, we're either involved in the school system or we have kids in the school system, and that's who's here today, and that's kind of our, our thrust, our focus. In order for you to walk in a type of, of coverage and blessing, you know, you, you actually have to know what does God's word say about that. What does God's word say about that? I want to read to you Psalm chapter 5. The book of Psalms is, is full of, of blessings and promises of God. I mean, just chapter after chapter, verse after verse. And in Psalm chapter 5, I'm going to start in verse 11, and I want to read to you the end of this chapter. It says, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Now, before we look at verse 12, how many of y'all believe that's you? You trust God. You trust him with all your heart. You, you know that he defends you. You know, you know you love his name. Amen? Well, then why don't we do what it says? Why don't we rejoice? Why don't we praise a little bit? Why don't we say, God, I thank you. God, I thank you. God, I rejoice. God, I praise you because you are the one who I put my trust in. You know, I I, I was reading something the other day. I was talking about helicopter parents. And I want to make sure I'm not a helicopter parent. So I thought maybe I should read this little, it was a little funny meme. Maybe I should read this and make sure I'm not a helicopter parent. And so it's talking about all these different ways that, you know, if, you, if you're dropping your kid off at, the, uh, at the, the car line and you do any of these things, you should just park. 
If, it, if other kids can get two and three kids out, by the time you get one out, you're giving them too many kisses, too many smooches, too many, and you need to just go park. And it was saying all these different things, you know. If you, if, you, if you have to inch forward and get extra time with your kids, just pull up and park. If you have to stay there the whole time and watch them get all the way to the door and you're holding up the whole line, just go and park. And it was that kind of, that kind of little meme, you know. And I was laughing at it, and then I thought, well, man, I need to make sure I don't do that, you know. The point of the little thing was that you trust the school. You trust the teachers. You trust the principals. You trust those that are uh, assisting. And we all should do that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But we should also know when we go into anything like this where you're dropping your kids off, more than you trust the school, more than you trust the principals, more than you trust the school district, I trust the Almighty God. I trust the one who's looking over everything, who's got his hand in everything. The one who says, I'm going to hold you up. I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to see you through. I'm going to make sure that you're protected. I'm going to make sure you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. I'm going to make sure you're the head and not the tail. You're over and not under. This is all scripture. I'm not just making this stuff up. This is what God's word says. I trust in him. I do trust, you know, my wife said, Bookman Road, I love Dr. Hill. She's a great principal. I trust her. I trust her with my kids. I trust her with my wife working there. I think it's great. There's other great schools that we've met, and I've met their principals. Great, but I trust God. But look at verse 12. Psalm 512 says this. For you, O Lord, you will bless. Everybody say bless. You will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him. As with a shield. You will surround. Who? Who do you surround? You'll bless the righteous. Well, who, who are the righteous? The righteous are the ones. The Bible says that we are righteous because of Jesus Christ. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, he makes us righteous. In other words, he makes us, he puts us in right standing with God. It's not that you do something to earn that. It's that all you have to do is believe in him call on him. You, you, and it's not just reciting a prayer. It's I believe in my heart. I confess in my mouth. Jesus is Lord. And when I do that, I'm, I'm in right standing with God. He makes me righteous. The, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And because I'm righteous, I can, I can now walk in Whenever the Bible talks about so and such and such for the righteous or this and that for the righteous and this is what God provides for the righteous, I can know and stand on, for me, I have blessing and favor as a shield. Why, why do I have it as a shield? Why is it? Why? why? Because I'm righteous. Not, not that I've done. I'm, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm far from perfect. But I'm righteous because God made me righteous. And if I am and I make a decision that I'm going to serve God, I'm going to serve him with all my heart. I'm going to keep that right standing. I'm going to do whatever for me in my house. There's going to be right standing in our home. Because why? Why do I need right standing in my home? Because favor follows the righteous. Blessing follows the righteous. Favor surrounds the righteous. I have here... Since it's uh, back to school Sunday, I thought I'd use my kid's umbrella. One of the translations of this verse, it, uh, it talks about a canopy. That there'll be a favor 
of a canopy of favor that covers the righteous. There'll be a canopy of favor. That there'll be a canopy much like this. Uh, you know, a canopy, if you were to look up uh, the definition of it, it's a shelter providing protection. How many of y'all have ever used an umbrella? Okay, so four people in here. All right, now I like participation. All right, make sure y'all with me. Apparently only six or seven of you have ever used an umbrella. I can give you the Peppa Pig one if you want it. How many of y'all have ever used an umbrella? Raise your hand if you use an umbrella. Okay. All right, it's, a, it's a, a canopy. It provides you protection. It's like an umbrella of protection. You know what's interesting about umbrellas? When I pull out an umbrella, like if, I'm, if it's really raining like it was on Friday, and I pull out the umbrella, it does not stop the rain. The rain doesn't stop. Oh, there he is down there. He's got an umbrella. Let me just stop the rain. And the plug gets put, put in and the rain stops falling or the faucet gets turned off and God says, no, the rain keeps coming. The rain keeps coming. It does not change. But what changes is the fact that now I have an umbrella, I'm protected from the rain. I'm protected from the rain. It doesn't stop the rain. The the umbrella does not change the forecast. The umbrella does not change the forecast. But it changes what the forecast does to me. It changes what the forecast does to me. You know, the Bible tells us a couple things. In 1 Peter 1, 7, it says that the devil will try our our faith. In John 10, 10, it says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. That's what the devil does. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Uh, Also in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says that the devil goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I want to tell you today. That when you're under the umbrella of God's favor, you're under the umbrella of God's protection, it does not change who the devil is. It doesn't stop him from trying what he's going to try, but it gives you a shield of protection to stop him from whatever he's trying to do. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, this is, this is kind of funny, but this is, more, this is a better representation of God's protection right here. Let me show you this. See, this is better. This is, this is better. This is more what God's favor looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Because see, if you've got too small of an umbrella, you still get wet. You still get wet. You know what I mean? You know, it doesn't change the forecast. It doesn't stop. But now I'm protected. Now I'm guarded. Look, now not only am I protected, but I can put other people under my umbrella too. I mean, get close to me because I'm protected. I'm guarded. I've got favor. I've got protection. You know, when you've got the favor of God following you and the blessing of God following you, it's something that you, that's tangible. It, it feels like the wind at your back. Have you ever, have you ever been in a, 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 it happened to me again on Friday, uh, Friday, yeah, when I was driving around, the, the wind was blowing so strong, I could feel the car being pushed by the wind. Like you're going against the wind. Has anybody ever felt like they're going against the wind? I'm talking about in life. You feel like you're going against the wind. You're going against the grain. You're going against the stuff. It just feels like everything's coming against you. The blessing and favor of God makes life. The Bible says in in, in Proverbs chapter 10, I believe, that the blessing of God makes rich and adds no sorrow thereto. Well, I don't know about all this, you know, all this blessing talk and all this stuff, you know. Well, it's what the Bible says. 
Proverbs 10. This was not in my notes. This came right in my heart. If you guys can Google that and put it up on the screen so they see I'm not lying. Proverbs chapter 10. I think it's Proverbs 10, 22 maybe. The blessing of God. When God blesses you, it adds riches to your life. I'm not just talking about finances. I'm talking about when I'm driving my little red car down the highway and somebody hits me in the rain and I'll start sliding around the car and spinning around and the door flings open. Somehow, some way, an angel of God protects me and keeps me safe and I get to go home to my family and my wife. That's rich. Do you feel rich, Brother Simon? I feel rich. I, that's what I'm talking about. And, and then he says, and it adds no sorrow. The blessing of God is like an umbrella. The favor of God, that's what he's talking about in Psalms 5, that there's, a, there's an umbrella, a shield of protection, a shield. And how does that come? How does that come? I want to read you another scripture. In Psalm 91.1, in Psalm 91.1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When you dwell in the secret place, of the Most High, you live or abide under the what? Under the what? Under the shadow of the Almighty. The, 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 the shadow of the Almighty is where I want to live. I want to go. I want my kids. I don't know what's happening with the other kids. I just heard the other day, yesterday, a family called me that watches online from out of state and told me about stuff that's happening with their kids and their family. Just stuff happens all the time. I can't help what happens with other kids. I can't help what happens with other kids. I can't help what happens in other, in other situations. But I can declare for my house when my kids leave, the umbrella goes with them. The umbrella goes with them. You're, you, 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 it's good. If, you're, if you're, you find out, oh, I'm in Pastor JT's kids in my class, oh, we're good. And I'm not trying to be cocky or whatever. I'm saying that I know, I, I actually believe the Bible. I actually believe the Word of God. I believe what we're praying today. I have faith that when I say what the Bible says I can have, I can have it. It's, it's not make-believe. This is not just, the Bible's not some just make-believe book that, that, we, that we put together that makes us, you know, feel good when we read it. No, it's living. The Bible says it's living and powerful. He says in Psalm 91, if you dwell in the secret place, then you're covered with the shadow. It's interesting. It uses the word abide. It uses the word abide. Abide means to live. It means to live. To live, to, to, to make, make your home, to make your home in. In John 15, it says this, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. You and I are called to bear much fruit. And it doesn't stop with you, it's your kids too. They should be a blessing to their teachers. I mean, I, I hope that my, my kids are the type of kids when they go in and the teacher's having a bad day, they'll go in and lay hands on the teacher and say, in the name of Jesus. I hope you have, I mean, why not? Why not? My, my, I mean, because they're six, seven, eight, ten, they, they can't have faith? They can't have influence? No, I believe they will. They should be producing fruit. Well, how does it come? If you abide in me and I in him, they bear much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Your year, your school year, listen to me, teachers. 
Your school year is going to be the best year you've ever had. You're going to come out of, 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 of whatever. You may, been, be, you may be in this room today and, and have come out of kind of a, a funk. It was just a rough year. It was a bad year last year. Not this year, baby. Not this year. Not this year. No, sir. No, 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 ma'am. This is going to be a great year. This is, I'm going to abide in him, and he's going to abide in me, and we're going to produce much fruit this year. Amen? If you abide in me and my words abide in you, he goes on. This is, a, this is, he's saying it again. If you abide in me, and now he says, not just I in you, but he says, my words abide in you. That's crucial. Pay attention. Because he was the word. Jesus was, was the word. He said, and my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire. Who in this room has desires? I hope every hand goes up. Every hand should go up. I have desires. I desire that my kids be safe. I, des I desire that my kids are safe, that they come home safe, that they, that they do well in school, that they get good grades, that they do, good, they do well in sports. Amen? I desire that. And notice what it says. When you ask what you desire, the condition is what? I live in God, and God's words live in me. I'll ask and maybe if God's sovereignty will, says it'll be done for you. It actually uses the word shall, which in the King James and the New King James is the strongest word of action possible. It shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified. Who gets the glory? It's not about you getting the glory. It's not about you. It, it, I, love, I love how Brother Simon, I mean, I'm just talking about it. He said, no, I'll just stay in the, in the seat. But then he had to stand up. And what did he have to do? He had to give God glory. He had to say, no, I, I didn't keep myself safe. I, my God kept me safe. His love and his mercy endures forever. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. It's all about discipleship. It's all about us be, becoming and developing as disciples. Now notice this. Notice this. I, I, live, I live in God and God's words live in me. I'm going to wrap up with three points. Three keys to your successful year. Three keys to a successful school year. Three vital elements to you having an amazing school year. Are you ready? Number one, live in him. Prayer. 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 Prayer puts you in the presence of God. You know, I talked last week, a, a good bit of the sermon last week, you can look it up on YouTube or on our podcast channel. We talked about praise. Well, praise and worship is a form of prayer. And when you praise and worship God, it puts you in the presence of God. Live in Him. Live in Him. Live in Him. You know, He says, you abide in me. Well, how do I, how do, I do that? I mean, if you hear the words today, okay, abide in God. Okay, I got it. But that might not mean anything to you. Prayer. Prayer matters. Pray, please, pray of your kids before they go to school. Every day. I, 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 got, yeah, I got in the habit of doing that because uh, um, my wife would take Kaylee to, to Bookman, to Bookman Road Elementary, but I would take uh, the other ones to, to the preschool. And so that was, that was my job, that was my parental duty, was to take them to preschool. And I'll be honest, even as a pastor, I, the, first, the first, I don't know, a couple months or whatever, I, I wasn't praying. I wasn't praying. And the Lord convicted me. And, and, and it was not that I didn't trust God, I did. 
But there has to be, I want our car to be full of the presence of God from the time we leave the house to the time she steps out of that vehicle. Well, how do I do that? I, I usher it in with prayer. I pray it in. God, I, I mean, we, and then I have them pray. I pray and then I have them pray. Every, every morning, Pastor, every morning. And if I forgot for whatever reason or had a phone call or something come through or whatever, um, which would happen periodically, I, I would stop and would not let them, even if they were late, would not let them out of the car until we prayed. Maybe a shorter prayer that time, but we prayed. We prayed. It matters. Live, number one, live in him. Everybody say it with me. Say, number one, live in him. Number two, live in his word so that his words live in you. So I'm going to live in him. Then I'm going to live in his word. Why am I going to live in his word? I'm going to live in his word so his words live in me. He says, you abide in me and my words abide in you so that you can ask whatever you desire and it will be given to you. It'll be done for you. Well, I, that means I need to have God's word in me. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from my mouth, or from your mouth, but you shall meditate. I want everyone to say that out loud. I won't have you repeat the rest of the day. Well, maybe I will. I don't want to lie. But say this, say meditate. meditate. You shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, I love how this is written. Notice this. For then you, everybody point to yourself and say, that's me. You will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. It's on you. It's on me. It's on my wife. It's on us as parents. It's on us as teachers. It's on us as faculty. It's on us as staff. It's not, it's not just, oh, well, I'm going to just put it in God's hands. Yes, that's true. That's faith. But part of your walk in faith is that I'm going to put God's word inside me to the point that I meditate on it and that I, when doing that, I will make my way prosperous. My, my level of word intake and living in God's word will make my way prosperous because then I've got ammo. Sometimes you need ammo. When the devil comes against you, you need ammo. That's what Jesus used to fight the devil. He used his word. And that's what you're going to have to use. All right, so number two, I'm going to live in his word. I want to say this. Meditate means to murmur. That word there, I looked it up. It means to murmur, and it also means to ponder. To murmur and to ponder. He says, I will meditate on the word day and night. I'm going to murmur it. You know, you, you, you shouldn't feel like you have to just... Like, I, I'm, listen, there's two different things. There's reading the word and there's meditating on it. Let me, let me clarify. There's reading the word and there's meditating on it. Nothing wrong with you reading a chapter or doing like one of the, I'm doing a Bible reading plan right now. They're great. But if all you do is just read five, six, seven chapters and you don't meditate on it, you're missing an element of the word. So what does it mean to murmur, to, to regurgitate, to, to, to uh, uh, ponder on it? Let me give you a for instance. The Bible says in Philippians, my God shall supply all your need. Okay, well, 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 sometimes you just need to just focus on my God. I mean, you can get caught up in the whole chapter, and that's good. But if you're going to meditate, just meditate on my God. Think about how personal that is, my God. My, that's, that's my God. That's, that's my kid's God. 
That's, that's our God. That's the God of this house. My God. Two words. I mean, it's good to have the whole verse, but focus and meditate on Then, then go on with it. What does it say? He shall supply. That means he's got what he needs to supply it. That means he's able to supply it. That means he will supply it. Are you with me? Do you see how this works? So I'm not just reading it. I'm not just, you know, randomly quoting it. I'm not just putting it on my, my story or my Facebook feed. I'm, I'm actually meditating. It's in here. It's inside. It's a part of me. My God. He's my God. And he, he shall supply. He loves me so much. He shall supply all my needs. He's got everything he needs to supply my needs. That means I don't have to have a need unmet. Then my God will supply my needs. Do you see how that works? That's meditating on it. That's because I've sat that scripture in my heart. I've put it inside of me and I said, this is for my house. Meditate on the word. Have God's word in you. Amen? Number three, as I wrap up in the band loads, live in his house. Live in his house. The New Testament tells us to not forsake assembling together and even more as the day approaches. As the end of, of, of this lifetime, as the end of, uh, listen, I don't want to get into to end times today. That's not the point of today's sermon. But the time is short. And what I mean by that is that if I want the most for my family, I need to do everything I can to set, up, to set us up for success. I'm glad you're here today. And I'm glad that you're going to get prayed for today. I'm glad that we, and we're going to pray and we're going to believe this will be the best year ever. I believe that. And I believe it because I believe that everybody in here is going to make a commitment to them and their families like you've never done before. To serve God like you've never done before. To make a commitment. I, I'm, and, and many of you have already, like, man, I've already made those decisions. I've already, we've already, well, then keep doing it. Galatians says, don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season you'll reap a harvest if you do not faint. Let me tell you online today, don't faint. Don't give up now. Don't quit now. The blessing and the harvest is right on the other side of your commitment. Do not give up now. You're almost there. Don't grow weary. Don't grow tired. Don't get in due season. You'll reap a harvest if you do not faint. Amen. Amen. Live in his house. So I'm going to live in him. I'm going to pray. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to live in him. I'm going to live in his word. I'm going to abide in his word. And in his word, uh, his words will then live in me. I'm going, to put, I'm going to make his word a part of me. I'm going, to, I'm going to make sure that his words are tucked in here. And I'm going to live in his house. The other thing about coming to God's house and, and being, a, being a part of the family of God is you then become a blessing to others. You get blessed for sure. You grow for sure. You, you, you increase 100%. But as you, and, and you don't have to be all put together and have a perfect life to influence someone else. But imagine if you make a decision today, I'm going to make God's house a priority for me and my family. Every time the doors open and I can be there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to hear the word taught and preached. I'm going to grow in faith. I'm going to, and you make that decision. I mean, it could be next week that somebody else comes in and you be a blessing to them. 
And you can tell, man, they're hurting and they need something. You say, let me tell you what God's done for me just in seven days. I haven't, been to, I haven't been to church since before COVID, but I came last week for back to school Sunday. And let me just tell you what God did for me this week. And you can bless them. You, you, you have an opportunity to bless others, to bless coworkers, to bless other families in your school system, whatever it may be. Amen? You're, you're blessed, not just for you. You don't have a big umbrella just for you. But you have it so that you can have someone else walk under your umbrella until they have their own. Blessed to be a blessing. Amen? As the band comes up, and they're going to uh, uh, prepare. we got a song that we're going to sing while I pray for everybody. Natalie, you can come on up. We're going we're gonna to pray for everyone this year, or today, for this year. I believe wholeheartedly. I, you know, let me tell you real quick before we, we do the prayer line. In January, we do a service called Agreement Sunday. And it's a similar, similar feel to this. We do corporate prayer. We all pray together. And we pray for, for the year. For the, the calendar year. Today we're praying for the school year. And, uh, and I can't tell you how many testimonies. I mean, I mean, how many? 10 or 15? I mean, 10 or 15 different families, us included, that have come to us and said, hey, when y'all prayed for us for Agreement Sunday, what, what we do is we, we, we have a, a, an agreement card and they write down what they're believing for and testimony after testimony of how God's provided for them. And we're only in August. The year's not even over with, and, and I mean, it really has to be, I don't know if it's 15, but it's well over 10, of different, unique testimonies, stories, and, and results of God blessing people. I, I believe that when we pray today, that your faith is sparked from what I preached, and that you're going to walk through this prayer line as we pray and we agree with you, this will be a year unlike any other. That you will not experience whatever problems you had before last year, Whatever issues you had before, whatever problems you had, you will not have those problems this year. This is going to be a banner year. This is going to be an amazing year. This is going to be an awesome year in Jesus' name. Amen. I want everybody to stand up on your feet. They're going to start singing this song, and the ushers are going to help you make a prayer line. We're going to pray right here, but you can start over there. Everyone.